Hello and welcome to The Sean L Show, intimate conversations about music, sex, and life in New York City. My guest today is hip-hop star, model, and actor, Brian, who I went to high school with and graduated with. <laughs> um, he has been nominated for an Out Music Award, has some incredible music, and is about to be in the uh, movie, B-Boy Blues. Uh, Directed by Jesse Smollett. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for doing this. Thank you for coming to New York. Um, it's so wild that we went to high school together mm -hmm. uh, because I lost track of you after high school. Like, I think we did that kind of on purpose. Did we? <laughs> well, I, I did. <laughs> I had my MySpace page. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just aged us already. I'll edit that out. I, was like, I kept in touch with people, but you were like super off the radar. Yeah. You weren't trying to keep in touch with anyone there. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. But so what happened was Eugene, who is on the podcast, mm -hmm. had done some acting with you. Yeah. And you had followed him on Instagram yeah. and saw me and yeah. reached out and I was like, oh my God, I had no idea right. that you now have this whole entire hip hop career that's fucking amazing mm -hmm. and <laughs> are doing all this acting. So just uh, catch me up. Where have you been <laughs> since high school? <laughs> since high school. Um, Tell me like your career trajectory a little bit. Well, I don't know. It was kind of like a... I just needed like a fresh start, I feel like, when I got yeah. to college, so I was like just communicating with everyone. Mm -hmm. I still kept in touch like on Facebook and stuff with like a couple people, but for the most part I was like, I just need a new set of rules, friends, everything. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I did, and then um, the music started like halfway through college, and I started to take it serious, and then from there, it was just all downhill, so. That's amazing. You just re-released your mixtapes yeah. on SoundCloud. Yes. They were out of print like Aaliyah. Yes. Um, so, now <laughs> so now were your mixtapes also under Aaliyah's uncle's control no, no. or you just didn't? What happened there? Why have they been out of print? Um, no, I had hard copies made, the, like, they were made in my basement, right, um, right, right. and I used to pass them out, like, that was, like, the old school way of, like, getting right. on, and then, um, right. they were streamed, too, on Bandcamp, I was like, hmm, oh, why don't yes. I just Bandcamp. move them over to SoundCloud, too, so. Okay. That's pretty much how Okay. I, I listened to them back to front yesterday. Okay. Um, they're very <laughs> innocent, um, <laughs> they're made right. for, made for children. Right. No, they're very raunchy. I was yeah. highly entertained. They're, like, <laughs> Right, right up my alley. Very sexual. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Well, first of all, I skipped the icebreaker because I'm out. Of, I haven't done a podcast in a while. What are you listening to? That's the icebreaker question. What are you um, listening to right now? I love Yeba. Mm -hmm. um, I'm playing. I'm like trying to find all her music because she doesn't really have a project. I'm just like looking right. at her music. Um, a lot of party next door. Roosevelt, K Forest, um, like a lot of underground R and B mm -hmm. people. Um, Tiana Major, I think the name is, yeah, Tiana Major. Um, so people like that. Tink. Nice, nice. When uh, when are you having new music? Um, everybody always says that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like being independent, like you could release music and then right, you know, it's not exposed or it's not you know not spread out throughout the internet so it's always new in my mind but yeah i'm just always putting out right music. 
Right. Probably something a whole album probably this month. This month? Yeah. Well, not August, but September. It's <laughs> almost over. Right, right. But yeah, September. Oh my god, that's really exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's called Rain Park. It's yes. been in the works for like years upon years. There's an yeah, omen yeah, yeah. on this album. Like I've always tried to like complete it and then something bad will happen and then I'll have to start over and then something else bad will happen. But now it's finally almost done. That's exciting. Well, it looks like you're going to beat Rihanna to her next project. So it's totally fine. You're right on Leave time. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally... 15 years later, we're like, Rihanna, retired now. She has, she's a multi-billionaire right, like she selling panties. She's like, fuck off. Right, I gave exactly. you the hits. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> Want to hear my old shit? Buy my old album. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So what is your, what can you tell us about your new stuff? What mm-hmm. does it sound like? Um, It's a lot of heartbreak songs. I feel like as SGL men, um, we don't really have those songs that we can relate to as far as heartbreak goes. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of those pretty much that's like 90% of the album. Yeah. Which is like, I got my heart broken and these dudes ain't shit and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm ready to be, you know, Hot Boy Summer and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a lot of that. Different than your mixtapes in tone or kind of like yeah. following in that trajectory? Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, every, I feel like every gay man has that phase where it's just like, we feel like a kid in the candy store, you know, because mm-hmm. we're so repressed for so long you know mm-hmm. and then when we finally become adults it's like you know you want to fuck everything you want to see everybody you want to yeah. be out in the streets you want to yeah. you know go to clubs and stuff so i feel like those mixtapes embody that moment in my life but mm-hmm. now i'm like you know trying to take relationships serious and seeing where they go and having like partners and you know stuff like that wow an so. evolution yeah so how is that going for you terrible (laughs) no i mean um well we should say you don't you're not in new york you're living in i'm in connecticut connecticut yes in this in in not hartford not new haven you're in the burbs well i used to live in i'm from hartford i live in hartford now i used to live in new haven and now yes i'm moving to the suburbs okay so you have had like a city life but still it's not connecticut's not great at cities no so it's not there's not like a thriving LGBT <laughs> no. scene there. I'm not bringing. No. I'm saying because I'm no, from I'm Connecticut. Serious. That's why right. I had to get out. Um, you know, feast or famine. Well, that's why I'm always here. So I just yeah. you know I dibble and dabble here, and then I go back there where it's comforting and you know stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. so, but what is dating like back in Connecticut? I don't. <laughs> like how do you how do I don't you find eat where I shit like they say? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I come here, play with the New York boys, and then go home and, oh. like, you know, innocent and okay. to myself and stuff like that. So you do, like, a little long-distance thing. You're like, I'm just yeah. a train ride to away. To me, right. To me, yeah, it's not yeah, long-distance. Yeah. I just hop in the car or yeah. train, bus, whatever. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. I you know how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like New York guys are more interesting, too. Yeah. You know, they've seen everything. They're exposed to everything, yeah. so... They're just more interesting, whereas, like, yeah. Connecticut guys are very square and very, you know, I don't know. I can't explain it. They don't have that edge. Yeah. So then why don't you come here full time? New York is too draining for me. I just can't take it is the really oversaturation of everything. Like, there's too much access to everything. Like, you can access people, drugs, yeah. alcohol, like, anything 24 hours is just too much. It's a lot. That is so true. That's a lot. That's very true. I actually feel lately like 
I'm on fast forward all the time. Yeah. And I can't slow down <laughs> because well, I'm trying to do. Well, everything around you is, you yeah. know, fast forward as well. So it's yeah. like you kind of just have to go with the flow of traffic and yeah. it's a lot. I'm trying to just fit so many things in and be mm. so many people. That and inner hustle wakes up too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Because <clears throat> you see everybody around you and it seems like they're thriving. Yes. Even though they're not, but yes. it seems like it. So you feel like, oh, I got to be on top of my shit as well. Yeah. So. I yeah. like that about New York, but it's also kind of detrimental to, like, your mental health. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But whether or not they're thriving, like, they are hustling. Like, everyone here is hustling. You really don't have a choice. <laughs> that is true. A box, to live in a box here is, like, $5 million. So it's like, yeah. you have to be on your shit, yeah. Yeah, that's very accurate. Mm-hmm. That's very accurate. All right, so let's go back to your career trajectory. So okay. you, how did you decide to go into music? Like, when were you like, I'm a hip-hop artist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, like, even from high school, I was, like, very much into any type of performance art. Yeah. So, like, you know, dancing, singing, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I started writing about, you know, what I was going through with these guys mm-hmm. and I was putting it like in poetry form and music form because I always, you know, used to rap here and there as a kid. Mm-hmm. Then one of my friends from college heard like some of the rhymes about like gay stuff and at that mm-hmm. time it was very, you know, progressive. Yeah. You know, you never heard of a, especially a black male talking about like dicks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and shit like that yeah. in rap form. Yeah. So and you're not like, shy about it. Like no. there's no innuendo. <laughs> like you're, there's no innuendo. Like it's very spelled exactly out what you're talking about. Right. You don't beat around the bush, which is like so refreshing. Right. Just it's extremely gay, which yeah. is like exactly what I'm. And for you to for. say that now, imagine how it was like. Well, that's so interesting because I feel like now we feel like, oh, like Lil Nas X, like it's like so in the mainstream, but I still don't feel like it's as much in the mainstream as... It's not, but also too, we've already become accustomed to it. We're we're used to this type of, you know, atmosphere, whereas there's, you know, other cultures who are still trying to catch up. So to us, it's like, you know, this is normal. But back then, even to us, it was like... You what? (laughs) You're talking about what? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely like the coastal elite Mm -hmm. over here. Like, I don't realize how far like gays still have to come. Yeah. Like, I don't realize until there's like a Lil Nas X and I'm like, this is just like Monday to me. Right. And then then everyone's like, like, oh my God. You go to like these rural like areas and then they've never even seen a gay person or like an openly gay person or you like go to these hick towns whatever yeah and there's still people who are in the 1950s 60s like Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's yeah our whole entire the whole country hasn't caught up together it's just like well no for sure you know i also think that there's like a um there's a pendulum, right? Like, we mm-hmm. move forward, and then the people that don't want to move forward drag us back, right. like, so harder, like a jerk. <laughs> right? Like, it's like we yeah, had... Yeah, especially, like, with policies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, we had Obama, and then the pendulum of Obama is Trump. Yeah. So it's like these two sides of the coin, like, just fighting in right. extremes. So I feel like it's the same in culture as yeah. well. So. Well, really policies are always going to conflict with culture. Like, yeah. co- like pop culture is always going to be ahead of, you know, 
our government, our politics, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we need the culture to influence those things as well yeah. to bring them forward too. Yeah. But they always are lagging behind, like yes. way behind yeah. pop culture. So yeah, when you finally release your first mixtape. What was the reaction? Like, were you out to your family by this no. time? I was shitting bricks. I was, I was <laughs> so scared because you know. Also, too, that was like back when um, there was a lot of like murders and stuff. Like, gay mm-hmm. people were getting killed, and then like you know the West Indian community, they don't believe in that at all. Yeah. And you know, Hartford is like little Jamaica or little you know yeah. Trinidad. So yeah, I was like scared. I was like, am I gonna get hurt? Are people gonna you know? But then I just grew, like, this confidence out of nowhere, and I was yeah. like, whatever happens, happens. Um, where did you, I should back up, where did you go to school? Um, CCSU. Okay, so you were right there. In, <laughs> yes, so in the you're, So you didn't really, like, leave your family community. Right. So you were still surrounded by all the people that you grew up with. Yeah. And yeah. then And trying to start this new, you know, this new rapper. path in my life. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. So the mixtape comes out. And what is the reaction? Like, did any of your family, friends hear it? You know what's so crazy is that um, they didn't hear... my. I think my little brother, who was, like, in middle school at the time, he, yeah. I made a mistake and put it on his iPod because I was <laughs> burning the CDs in my house. <laughs> so I had... People are going to find out how old we are. I... <laughs> Right. So anyway, for those who don't know what burning CDs is, we used to have to put songs in iTunes and then you would have to like hit burn or whatever and then they would go onto a CD. So that's what I was doing when I made my mixtapes and they were like stacked up all in my house. Oh my God. Somehow my brother plugged his um, iPod up to the computer and it got loaded on there. So he had heard it, but he was really young. So I don't even know. How old was he? He was in middle school, so he had to be. Oh, like, he knew everything you were saying. Yeah, he had to be like twelve. Yeah, 13. he. You already know, and, <laughs> and he, there's no innuendo. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I noticed that he did that, and I was like, I deleted it off his iPod, but I don't know if he knew that I took it off. But it was yeah. already there for like a week or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of his friends from school knew me too. So yeah, they were like telling him like, oh, here's your brother's MySpace page, and da 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 da, and um. My mom, she saw me burning CDs, but I don't think she heard. I let her hear like one song, and she didn't like the cleanest song, and she didn't What's like it. What's the cleanest song? Um, I think it was "Hey Bryant" that she heard, and I'm really yeah, not yeah, saying yeah, much yeah, on yeah. there. So yeah, um, and even she it's was like, like a, it's a lot it, for it's like a lot more pop. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like something you'd hear on the radio. And she was like, her jaw dropped. She was like, yeah. "What are what is this?" And I was I like, "If you're if you're reacting like this over that song, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to put the rest of the mixtape to the side for now." Oh my god! But I mean, that's still like super brave because I wouldn't want to talk about sex with my parents. Yeah, in the terms. Yeah, and I was really young you, too, so yeah. I still don't like, want to talk about sex with my parents. Exactly. Like they know I'm gay, but I'm like I don't want to talk about yeah. being like sex. Yeah. No, gross. Right. I don't even <laughs> like, want to talk about like, oh, I have a boyfriend or dating. Yeah. Like, I don't even do that. So yeah. So what was the trajectory like after that with your family um, and your community? Like, well, what do you mean as far as like the people that knew me? Um, yeah. Were people shocked? Did you get backlash? Well, what happened was it was still a secret for a long time. Like I was like secretly going to perform like my mother knew that i was yeah. an artist but she didn't know like i was in gay clubs performing and yeah. you know stuff like that yeah. and then slowly but surely you know 
social media started to evolve. So, right. you know, my family would find me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then, of course, somebody's going to easily be like, oh, Brian's at da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Did you see? Because like, your my gigs mom. started getting yeah, bigger. Yeah, they started growing. And, and farther um, away. Yeah. Because you've <laughs> toured all over. Like, you've, you've performed all over the place with yeah. some really big names. Yeah. So that's a big deal. And that's something that you want to celebrate as well. It like, is, but I knew... I already knew my mom's position, so I didn't... I didn't... I tried to, like, shield her from so much. I just gave her, like, little bits and pieces. Like, she saw me on TV a couple of times, and she oh was like, God. oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. But I didn't really give her the full, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. at that time I was still relatively young. And, you know, at that age, your parents still see you as a child. So right. she didn't know that these experiences are those of an adult, you know. Yeah. I mean? So Of an adult that's, like, getting some real success in yeah. what they're doing, too. Like, yeah. it was it weird to, like, be having this success and feeling like you couldn't it is. share it? It is. It is. But it also made me work continue to work harder because it's like mm-hmm. I want to get to the point where you know she sees that it was worth it you know right. what I mean so right so what is the relationship like now uh I don't even <laughs> it's still the same almost because my mom has her her spiritual journey has evolved since then so before when I was younger she was like you know the cool mom you know mm-hmm. the mom that likes to go out and want to party you know we had right. parties at my house and stuff yeah. like that she was a model so she was like around a lot of different you know eclectic people but then she yeah. like as we got older she became more and more conservative and she started like you know practicing religion and stuff like that and she tried to influence me to do the same thing so i was like this is not <laughs> where i thought our relationship was gonna go uh-huh. because now i can't even I don't even acknowledge the fact that I'm gay yeah. around her because it's going to conflict with her beliefs. So, wow, it's just, Sorry. it's like stagnant. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That sucks. It does. But I mean, hey, I mean, every day I try to like make an effort to get closer to her. But yeah, you know, I still shield her from certain things. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, hey, mom, so I went on a date last night, and yeah, yeah I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, I can't do that. Wait, so what is your what is your dating life like now? Um, Are you single? It's so interesting. Once this album comes out, everybody's going to want... You have, like, an album and a movie coming out. Everyone's going to be asking you <laughs> these questions. So you may as well practice your answers now on the Sean L show. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm single, but, you know, my dating life has been... Especially the last two years with like the quarantine and stuff I oh, like yeah. came into this I don't know I have a, a, like a new form because for a long time I was always um, punishing myself for like enjoying sex or casual sex or wanting mm-hmm. to like you know date different guys I was like oh I'm gonna preserve myself for the one and I'm not gonna do anything and maybe the universe is gonna reward me with this great person if I just don't do these bad things you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and then I woke up one day and I was like, but what if I get with that person and they don't care? You know what I'm saying? Or that, you know, if that person truly loves me or whatever, they're not going to care that I did all that stuff, you know? Right. And I was like, you know, I might as well experience it now while I am single. Right. Versus always being curious when I'm with someone. Right. Like, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I didn't, you know. Yeah. So the quarantine hit and I was just like out in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) I was in these streets. 
in these streets in the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Sneaking out, going up. My friend took me to this speakeasy that was like in the basement of a You went to a speakeasy? My first one during the quarantine. Here. It, it, it must it have been here. here. It There's no barbershop speakeasies in uh, Connecticut. <laughs> it was know. here and I was gagging. I was like, what the Was fuck it like a speakeasy this? that we always have? Or was it a speakeasy no, it a that random, popped up because of random. COVID? Yeah. And a lot was, of them were popping up because of COVID. Oh my God. So it was like the 20s. It was an actual basement. It was an actual basement. I was with oh my, my friend God. and he was like, do you want to go to a speakeasy? I was like, what the fuck is a speakeasy? Yeah. And he was like, basically it's like a party, but nobody knows it's a party. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's go. So I'm thinking we're going to go to like at least a club type venue. Like a warehouse. Yeah. Like something. something that, like I didn't a know what to party. expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. So I yeah. got there. We took an Uber there. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and there was like a couple, like maybe two, three people outside of this barbershop and the barbershop was closed. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> like, I'm like looking around like how, and yeah. then he knocks on the, like the gate. You know how they had the yeah, big yeah. silver gate? He knocks yeah. on that. Somebody lifts it up and, you know, the barbershop is lit up and, but there's only one person in there. So I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? So yeah. then we get in, he closes the gate. Then he opens the basement, and there's like 400 people in the basement. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Mind you, nobody has a mask. Nobody is just a free for all in the damn basement of this barbershop. Oh my god! But I had so much fun. So. Where was this? To be honest, I can't even tell you what borough was in. I want to say it was maybe Harlem. Yeah, because it was yeah. So maybe Harlem. I'll say that because it was late at night. I was drunk. And whatever else, high, whatever. But yeah, maybe Harlem. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So you go down, this is a very exciting story. Yes. So you go to the basement of the barbershop and then the what happens? I assume music is playing. Music is blasting. What kind of music? It was just like regular, you know, top 40. Oh my God. And it was a really small basement with like 400 people crammed in there. And I was 400 like, people is a lot. Like you, okay, maybe, <laughs> it has to be well, a maybe 400 is a stretch, but it was it was packed like sardines in there. Oh my god! And I remember there was nobody with masks. I was like the only one with a mask. And then everyone's dancing, dancing, drinking. There was a bar set up. It was the whole the whole shipping. And then people are also fucking or no? No, 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 no. no. Was it gay? This was not or like, it was, this was a not mixed like crowd. A, like a, it was gay. Wow. And I had a gay old time. That is wild. Yeah. I'm really jealous that you didn't invite me to this. <laughs> this sounds like exactly... I had to experience it first, and now I can... Now, it's over. The yeah. pandemic is... We have Delta, but it's not the same. The next lockdown, I got you. All right, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> because speakeasy is a very common thing here, but it's like pretend. It's not... Because there's no prohibition. Right. So, like, we just do it one. for fun. Yeah. And there is a barbershop one, I think, in the Lower East Side. There's one that's like a law office in Flatiron. Like, they're all... No, really. <laughs> law office. Yeah, it's called... Um, fuck, it's one of my favorites. Like, I'm forgetting what it's called now. But um, I don't know if they made it through the... Uh, the pandemic or not. But yeah, there's Rain's Law Room. Rain's Law really? Room. Really? Yeah, and it's just in wow. Chelsea. And you like go down the steps and ring the doorbell and then it's like all like tufted sofas. I kind of love that idea. Velvet though. curtains. It's, and, it's better than going to a club and it's like a yeah. line around the block and yeah. who's on VIP and who's not and yeah. guestless. And yeah. And these places are super like um, 
like smoke roomy. They're not yeah. like dance. They're more yeah. like sit with like a cocktail. Yeah. Like Rain's Law Room plays Motown. It's, <laughs> it's very like, um, but it's a really good like date spot. Yeah, like, it's impressive. It feels very classy, like velvet right. sofas right. and Motown and like a like a fancy mixed drink. So. Oh my god. Speakeasies in the city. You had a more fun pandemic than I did. Oh my god. My pandemic was so amazing. I was... quarantine, I should say. I feel like I had the exact opposite, like, trajectory for me. Because (laughs) I was extremely turned up when COVID hit. Uh Doing all the things in all the places. Uh So I kind of shut it down when the pandemic hit and became, like, a celibate monk. (laughs) Like, praying the rosary and, like reaffirming my virginity i have no fucking idea like i was i was doing crazy things before the pandemic so we sort of like the opposite yep oh my god oh my god but you kind of i needed that phase because it was just like you have to get certain things out of your system like i tell people they have to go through their whole phase you have to yeah because otherwise you're just gonna be curious about so many things and it's not even it's not even sexual it's just about the social element of it all too like Mm -hmm. just talking to different guys trying to feel like what your type is, mm-hmm. what your real type is, not mm-hmm. the type that you make up in your mind. Like, oh, he's perfect body, da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. Your real type, like, what type do you have where the chemistry meshes and mm-hmm. it goes together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That takes a lot of trial and error with these guys. Like, you gotta like kiss a lot of frogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, so what's your real type? Um. Well, first you gotta know my fake type. Well, is- okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is your <laughs> fake type? My fake type is like, let's see, guys who are outgoing, um, you know, obviously aesthetically pleasing, um, successful in quotations, mm-hmm. you know, good job, whatever, educated, ba ba ba. But then over time, I realized like none of that shit doesn't matter. Like. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, it boils down to, can I sit in a room with you and have the time of my life? Mm -hmm. That's it. Totally. Other than that, like, we can work on the other shit, but, like, if I just can't be entertained by your presence, then I don't, we don't really have anything else to talk about. Yeah, because anything can happen. If that's going to be your lifelong person, they have to be Like, if you have one tooth in your mouth and one hair in your head, do I still, am I still into you? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that type of chemistry is not easy to come by, but a lot of gay men, they settle for, well, not settle, they don't think they're settling, but they settle for the guy who looks good on paper. So, like, he'll be cute, he'll be educated, he'll be ah, ah, ah. But at the end yeah. of the day, do you really like him or do you just like those qualities about him? Right. So you think that's, that, that he's the one, but yeah. that might not be the case. Right. The one might be the garbage man. Right. Or the milkman. Exactly. Or the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the milkman? <laughs> the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have the milkman in Simsbury. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't, I don't know what the fuck my type is. People ask me that all the time. They're really? like, they're like, what's your, what's your type? And, and I'm you like, don't know. I don't have a type. Uh-huh. My type has a dick. Like, <laughs> I, 
there's I can't. Well, that's step one. (laughs) Like, because sexually, like, it could be anyone. Because none of those things matter. That's when you're just fucking. I found that out during the quarantine too. I was like, all the guys, especially the ones that you really find attractive, sexually, they might not be your match. Right. You'll be like, you'll get with a guy who you might give the time of day to a guy who you didn't find aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. at first, and he might turn you out. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So, you kind of like can't go by, yeah. you know, that initial yeah. attraction. You kind of have to like feel it out a little bit. But yeah. sparks do help too. Yeah. But you just never yeah. know. You just you never yeah. know. I feel like my type for like just sex is different than my type for like a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because sex is like, what are you into? What do you look like? All yeah. Normally things. they don't go together and it's yeah. very rare that you find the same in one yeah and that's also not a good thing either because you need both yeah exactly (laughs) because what i'm looking for in a relationship is so different it's like are you funny yeah (laughs) like can you hang with my friends right like can i bring you around my friends like there's so many things that i look for in a relationship they're so different than like what i'm looking for not different but like they're like two different totally different well you're not looking for all of those elements in a person who you just believe you're going to have casual sex Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's the plight of the gay man. Yeah. <laughs> no, completely. Completely. Do you ever think, like, I'm starting to get nervous that, like, I'm going to be single forever. Um, like, I feel like as I get older, And it's forever harder. to us is, like, over 35. <laughs> <laughs> and on. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have so much more life to live. Like, some people don't find their true love until, like, 90. You know what I'm saying? I know. So I just feel like we're being overdramatic by thinking, like, we, have we to are find being overdramatic by a certain time, right? But your new album's about heartbreak, mm-hmm. so you've had a heartbreak. Yes. How did that change the way you look at finding the next person? Um, well, I just think with time and experience, you just become wiser. It just teaches you the things that you know you shouldn't overlook. Yeah. Or that you yeah. should look for. Yeah. Um. So that's basically it. I mean, it's no magical answer. It's just, <laughs> you know, now I'm like, okay, that didn't work out with this person because of X, Y, and Z. What's X, so, Y, and Z? Tell the children so they'll avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should, for one, you shouldn't, you should never overlook a moment with that person where you feel just any type of, any ill feelings for yourself. You know what I mean? Any negative yeah. feelings toward yourself yeah. from that person. Yeah. Um, so don't overlook those things, you know, it's, it's a matter of listening to your intuition and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if you just around that person and they do something and, and makes you feel bad about yourself, then maybe you should question why it made you feel bad about yourself. And if you want to continue on with this person, with that, you know, factor in there. Right. And most of the time you probably don't. Right. So don't yeah. look for the, make sure the next person does it, you know, you check it. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm so much more guarded after, like, a real heartbreak. Yeah. I'm, like, not that open. I'm not as open. I mean, it's pretty much touch and go. Like, a lot of times people say that they they become guarded or distant or, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah. But, you know, some people can do certain things where you slowly let the walls down a little by little, you mm-hmm. know. And if they're persistent, then eventually you can up all the way letting the walls down different yeah. than knocking the walls down. <laughs> brick by brick we want brick by brick we don't want a bulldozer through the walls <laughs> and that's a double that's a, 
<laughs> Wait, did you just catch it? Yes. <laughs> that was all the pun intended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So are you on the apps? How are you how do you no. find people? No. You find them in your network. Well, you know, I'm like I'm coming into my I'm the shit. You're in- <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm real confident about like now I am like this yeah. actual last couple of years I'm real yeah. confident about you know just talking to guys mm-hmm. um, if I find somebody interesting you know making conversation mm-hmm. stuff like that whereas before I was very timid very shy very you know I'm not sure does he like me I don't know now it's just like if he doesn't oh well just keep it moving to the next one there's yeah. plenty to go around that's another thing too we have to learn yeah. there's not just you know, the guys you see in the four walls of your community or your city, there's right. many, 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 many out here. So. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not on the apps. I did a brief stint on the apps, and it was a lot of, oh, because the first time I was on there probably was, like, when the pandemic first started. I went on there, and I must have had, like, a show or something, like, around, that was supposed to happen around the same time. So they mm-hmm. were advertising on the app. So somebody was like, is this you? I'm like, let me delete this now. (laughs) This is not going to go well for me. That's very funny. It's (laughs) it's bad. But then in like Connecticut too, it's like, it'll be my neighbor on the app. And I'm like, It's the same five dudes probably forever. Yeah. My neighbor saw me on the app and he was like, oh, I didn't know. And he was giving me the eye. I'm like, sir, you are like <laughs> 70 years old. <laughs> That's why I Think need you to I'm move here. Okay. That's I think I'm good. <laughs> I need you to come move here with me. And uh, it's going to be overwhelming, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, that's wild. I am on the apps. Grinder is like, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like Hinge and all those. I have a hard time. I think I have all this personality. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get on the app and I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, I don't know well, what I to say like, to these people. I feel like with certain people, and maybe you're one of them, where it's just like your effervescence, it comes out in person better than on an app. Yeah. Like, some people are on an app and they can, like, just flow back and forth with a conversation and then you meet them in real life and it's yeah. like, crickets. Yeah. But like, you know, some people are the opposite where in person they're bubbly and, you know, outgoing yeah. and stuff like that. And on the app, they don't know what to do. So. Yeah. I can be bubbly through the app, but I have to, you have to, it has to be a give and take. Like yeah. people I find are so boring yeah. on these apps because they'll like, hey, me back <laughs> and I'll it's try to start It's also the, the, the um, accessibility of just people in general makes us bored with each other really fast. Which is what I don't like. Yeah. So, like, if a guy is, like... Because I'll be talking to a guy... Well, I'm saying it like I still do it. But I talk to a guy... The last person I seriously dated, I met on the app. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was like... We were having good conversation, da-da-da. And then it'll be, like, a week will go by and we won't talk to each other. And mm-hmm. it's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened in that little bit of time? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then he hit me back, like, maybe a month later, like, oh, I... I was washing my clothes or something. Like, something dumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is... It's just the accessibility. It's like, yeah. if this person is not entertaining me 24-7, yeah. I'm going to go on to the next guy yeah. and see what he's about. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's a big thing here, yeah. too, because there's a zillion of us. Yeah. I feel like it's almost easier 
to find someone and take it seriously with less people because there's less distraction. Yeah, but then there's less options. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very I'm true. I'm like, let me uh, put the app on Alaska because <laughs> it's not working for me right the now. The tri-state. <laughs> the tri-state. <laughs> Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. You've had all these men. You can't have any more. I didn't say I've had them. I said I've seen them. Seen them. them. <laughs> and I'm over it. I'm over the selection. I oh need a new match. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you re-download the apps when you go on a gig? Though, oh, like, no, no, no. Like no. you're like I'm in a new city. Let me just I, see I what's up. I tried those apps for like 30 days tops, and I was like, oh, I'm good. I think I'm good. I think I like to because the thing also too is that, which I tell a lot of my friends, I'm like, you sell yourself a dream when you go into these apps mm-hmm. because even if you meet a guy who's attractive and he seems cool and everything like that you're setting the expectations for him very high because when you meet him in real life, he could have one leg, he could have, you know, a tick or something. He could have three legs. (laughs) If you're lucky. Yeah, like, But no, um, I was just like, you can't sell yourself a dream on the app. You know, you have to kind of take people as they are because when you meet them in real life, it could be totally different. And so I would rather feel your energy in real life mm-hmm. and then take it from there versus like you send me all these cute pictures and when I see you in person I'm just like so turned off yeah that's where I'm at I feel like I need energy in real life yeah more than yeah, that. It's like definitely... I can't I can't do the apps anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody puts their best foot forward on these yeah social media platforms completely alright let's go back to music for a second okay um, what do you think about where we are as a culture right now, like with gays? Like, I feel like there's more gays out than ever. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that like helps you? Like the doors are open or do you think it's like, there's only going to be like a few? Um, I get asked this a lot. Um, I feel like it's the same. It's the same as far as like hip hop music goes, because in hip hop, you know, and I was telling someone else this, that there's a core image of what a hip-hop artist is supposed to look like. So that's a black, heterosexual male. Anytime you step out of that, they're only going to let in a sprinkle. You know what I mean? Because right. it's always going to be like that outlier. Right. That's not what the norm is supposed to be. So there's only going right. to be a couple females at a time, a couple yep. white ones at a time, yep. a couple gay ones at a time. You know, it, Unless you're fitting that image that it was built on, it's not. you're not going to... Yeah. It's not going to be oversaturated with that totally. as far as the mainstream business goes. But, you know, yeah. underground, we've always been, you know, we've always showed up in numbers as far as the artists go. Right. So, right. That's true. Yeah. Because I think that, like, the Lil Nas X, like, his trajectory is so backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he was, like, a country <laughs> person. Yeah, like, yeah. it's such an interesting thing that it's like not typical do you think that our audience is strong enough as like the gay community to support our own artists like i feel like our community is getting bigger and bigger in a way Mm -hmm. where like you could have a whole career just with our community and then then break that off and say like is hip-hop as welcome in that space as like uh you know 
house R&B, like things that mm-hmm. we are used to listening to in the gay community, pop. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot. Uh, so, let's see. I think I'm feeling this drink. So my <laughs> questions are like getting... Shout weird. out to... Can we plug... We Loki? can plug it. Shout out to Loki. Loki. It's called Enhanced Seltzer. It's yeah. um, hemp-derived Delta 8. And it's... I feel it a little bit. I don't know if it's placebo, but it feels like... <laughs> it's the placebo effect. You thought <laughs> I was going to get you lit so you feel lit. A little. I feel like a little bit. So um, the question was basically like, can you have a thriving career just within the gay community that's um, the first part i mean we've kind of seen that with female pop artists where they feel like their core fan base is gay people so i could say mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. um you know you have people like Cher and <clears throat> madonna and people like that who the gay community like basically fuels them to continue their careers mm-hmm. um versus like the mainstream who would kind of write them off as like old or outdated or whatever whatever right, right. The gays gay are very loyal loyal yeah. like we we will keep you around right especially yeah. if you've had a good run in your career that we yeah. can always revisit right right you know right. what i'm saying versus yeah. like you know if somebody came out and then they were they were never a hit yeah you know of course we're gonna be like oh yeah no <laughs> yeah put them yeah. to the side but you know some of these people have you know great runs and we're always gonna you know, be in love with those moments. So. Right. There were so many memes during COVID about, um, like, starting a GoFundMe for Deborah Cox because Pride events were canceled. Oh, my God. She? <laughs> I mean, she's a really good that example. That song, Nobody Wants to Be, nobody wants to be Here, to the be house here. version. Yeah. I hear it for the past 20 years of my life, I've yeah. heard that at, you know, every gay function. So. I make a Pride playlist every year. I've never left. There's certain songs that make it every year. That's right. one of the songs that makes it that's every year. The rest are And like there's a lot of them places. who are always every year faithfully at every gay Pride yeah. event. Yeah. Every, like, every year. Yeah. And who have not put out an album in 10, 15 yeah. years. So, and that, you know, when you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, you probably can have a lasting career if only the gays support you, if you win over, mm-hmm. you know, their loyalty. Right. And then, do you think there's enough diversity in the gay community that, like, they will support hip-hop as much as they support house and pop? Um, That's the second part. Well, hip-hop is already, like, a sub, like, a sub-genre of, you know... Sometimes hip-hop can penetrate, like, the pop world. It does all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, I feel like in top 40... Yeah, like hip. There's a huge amount of crossover now. Like yeah. it's not like when we were kids. Yeah, I feel like I mean you had is... the baby doing a song with Dua Lipa, so it's yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> who with Dua Lipa and Who's the baby? This? The baby. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's canceled. <laughs> People are gonna be so confused when I bleep every time that you said it. And I... <laughs> but no, I mean, had he, you know not said what he said, he probably could have had a loyal, you know, gay fan He has no idea how much of his money is from homos. Right. Like a good 80%. Right. I can't name a different DaBaby song. I only know that one. Right. With Dua Lipa. Right. There's other hip-hop artists that have crossed over into, like, yeah. pop that I can say, like, oh, I know, yeah. you know, a bunch of their stuff. But he, I don't, he was just getting started. Right. Like, yeah. so. And like you said, you know, once you gain the, the, the loyalty of the gay audience you have fans for life but totally once you like ostracize us 
You'll get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with this is such a so we had this weed drink and now I'm all over the place. What are you a Kanye West fan at all? It's like he's like a guilty pleasure of mine because I feel like he's so talented, but the yeah bullshit that comes with his like brand is just so Yeah. I just I feel guilty about liking his music. Yeah, it's a shitty feeling. Yeah. I'm curious to see what his clothing is going to be like for The Gap. It's going to be a bunch of ripped up, cut up. I know. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Shredded. But I'm just interested to see what it is. But he just, he came to mind because he just did one of his events for right. his new album. And yeah. he brought out Baby and yeah. Marilyn Manson. Right. Which is so random. And I haven't seen any video. I don't know what the context was around it. But what the hell? This it's probably won't come presence. out for a few weeks. This is going to be old news by the time just this podcast. Their presence alone was like, what the fuck Just is to going keep people on? talking. And I feel like that's exactly what it is. I, I don't even think he has a rhyme or reason to some of the things that he does. It's just simply for controversy. Yeah. Like, even down to, not to like go down a rabbit hole about this person, but, you know, even down to like marrying Kim Kardashian, he thought right. of, he thinks of her as like the, um, the neo Marilyn Monroe. So it was right, like right. to marry her is like the ultimate, you know, haha in your face type thing. So yeah. a lot of things he does is not for a rhyme or reason to me. Yeah. Now, if he had like some legit thought out, you know, some idea as why this makes sense, then I could yeah. be like, oh, okay. But it, it yeah. never, he never does. Yeah. And it's just like for no, no reason at all. Yeah. I think he's a little crazy. A little? A very crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, let Shout me go out back to Kanye. To... He's still very, very talented, nonetheless. I guess so. <laughs> I think he's a genius, but I just get, um, I'm like done with him. I've defended him longer than most people because I really like his music, but then mm. I was like, I'm just done. I, I, I was done with the Trump stuff. That yeah, was like the last was straw for me. Because I hung in for in a really long time. With Donald Trump, I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I just. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't, he lost me. Um, <laughs> not that he cares, counting his billions. Right. Um, so as you move forward in your career, who are like your dream collaborators? Do you have like dream collaborators? Not really. <laughs> um, like, I have me. I no, and not, the only anything. reason why I say that is because um, people think that because they linked up or like did a collaboration with somebody else who is also dope that is going to make a dope product but it usually doesn't not work like that yeah <laughs> not always you, it just sometimes it be, really does sometimes but yeah. it has to be very organic like yeah. you if you put like beyonce and celine dion on the same song <laughs> is it going to be lit Probably, i don't maybe, know maybe, maybe. Like, we could knows? be very surprised but separately they're dope yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. but like to put them on the same song is like, I don't know. So I don't really have any yeah. dream collabs now. There's people that I admire and it's like, yeah. would I get on a song with them? Hell yeah, but I'm not yeah. like, I have to do this. Like, I really need to do this. It's my bucket list. Like, I don't have those. Yeah. Because yeah. there's talented people everywhere. Yeah. Like, literally everywhere. Like, my friends yeah. all sing. They all yeah. rap. They all, you know, do whatever. Yeah. I just call one of them. And yeah. I'm like, can you do this like this? And, yeah. You know, so... Someone asked Mariah Carey recently if she would do a collab with J-Lo. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't know what that would sound like. <laughs> we don't know either. We don't know either. I love Mariah so much. I love Mariah. I'm definitely a Liam. She Shout is. Out to Mariah Carey. Oh my God. Shout out to MC. So is she your dream collaborator then? 
I love Mariah Carey, but I don't even know how that would work. Like, I would definitely throw a because you know Mariah was the hip hop. Mariah's girl, probably R&B the reason fusion. we have hip hop in pop, right? Like, she it's was the, so she was, mainstream. And she was like the queen yeah, of that. She every song yeah. had like the remix with a rapper on it, so I would definitely do it because she's done yeah. it so flawlessly. But yeah. you know, that's yeah. Mariah Carey. You don't say no to Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I used to think that I was like this big hip hop fan, and then it boiled down. And I was like, I just know that people live in a Mariah Carey song. <laughs> I'm just a homo. <laughs> like that's. That's all it is. Listen, that's a good good amount of people, and it's a good group of people. people. (laughs) She has some legends on her songs. She really does. Did you? I read her book. Did you read her book? No, but I need to. It's good. It's very dark. It's it's not a happy story. But she's very candid, so you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about this movie that you're doing, B-Boy Blues. And you were in the off-Broadway production of it. I had no idea I would have come to see you. (laughs) But you just, you know, went off the radar after high school. Started this whole second (laughs) life that I didn't know till right now. It feels like a double life. I feel like Batman. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just, um, well, you know, I was in Finding Me with Eugene. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the author of B-Boy Blues, which is a book that Mm -hmm. came out, five years ago or something like that his name is James Earl Hardy Mm -hmm. Um, he saw me in Finding Me so he asked me if I wanted to be auditioned for the off-Broadway play and they had already been traveling and doing everything for like Mm -hmm. I think like three or four years before I joined the cast and so you know I did the off-Broadway thing and it was cool and then everything got kind of quiet they were there was like little buzz about you know doing a movie Mm -hmm. adaption of it and they had like producers coming in to you know watch us or whatever and so you know a few years later he calls me back he's like do you want to audition for the movie i'm like yes yeah and he's like it's gonna be directed by jesse smollett i was like let me do my audition right now (laughs) (laughs) time um so i ended up doing an audition and i think i'm probably either it's me and one other person from the play or in the actual movie so wow feel like i got really lucky that's amazing did you start filming yet we're done you're done it's done well i'm done you're done okay it's filming here right Uh uh-huh in the city that's amazing yeah we should be done it's coming out in november so i think everybody's done now (laughs) (laughs) they're editing oh my god so tell people that aren't familiar with the story like boilerplate no spoilers like what is what is Um, the story about it's just basically the coming of age story type thing of like this gay and, you know, back in those days, it was very taboo. So it mm-hmm. like, touches upon, like, the DL and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that whole phenomenon mm-hmm. um, that we went through. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a love story between two black SGL men. Nice. It's dope. I'm excited. I cannot wait to see it. I can't What wait. was it like working with Jesse Smollett? He's I cool. had the biggest crush on him. Do you? In the <laughs> Empire days. Really? I did. He yeah, was, he's so funny. cute. He is. He's very cute, nice personality. He's dope. Um, you know, he's super sweet. Um, he's just chill. I mean, my work days were pretty much very easy. I think the second day I was on set, though, I got really high because my character... <laughs> <laughs> my character is, you know, he's a little rough around the edges, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm, I knew I was going to be smoking in the scene, but yeah. I didn't know it was going to be real weed. So Jesse comes and he's like, well, here's the, you know, here's the prop blunt. And I'm smoking it, smoking it. 
And then after a while, it like kicked in, and we were still filming. And I'm like, "Is this real weed?" He was like, "Yeah, you thought I was gonna give you fake weed? I got the good shit for you." I was like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" Like, and I'm like, so like, high, Ooh, like floating. Oh but my god, fun. what kind of high was it? Cause weed is like, I don't, you don't. It's like choose your own adventure. What? <laughs> no, and I don't know. I'm not smart about weed. I don't know anything about weed. So I just like it whatever like, people give me. Was, that's the adventure I go on. But it makes me feel totally different depending on the strain. It was a, it was a good high. And the thing about it is, normally, like if I'm smoking, mm-hmm. I would like rotate, you know, with my friends, or whatever. And right. I was smoking this thing by myself, basically. <laughs> um, and every time we would roll out, you know, I would pass it to my co-star. But other than that. I was smoking by myself, so I'm yeah. high as hell trying to film this scene, but I guess it worked because, you know, I was in the character. I was yeah. high. He's supposed to be high anyway, so. Oh my god, that's dope. so funny. Yeah. I'm really excited so for it to Jesse's come out. cool. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to come back on the podcast when it comes out. <laughs> Definitely. Bring Jesse. You could give me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? All right, so here's the, here's the real tea. We went to high school together. We graduated same year, mm-hmm. um, 2019. And, <laughs> right. Uh, what? Okay. What? This is what I'm so excited to ask you. What? Right. Do, what do you remember? What do you remember of like our high school experience? I'm excited to talk about this too. Yeah. Because I want to know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Too. And then we'll re-talk about it after okay. we're done recording because there's <laughs> things that I won't even say here. But no, tell like what we went to a Catholic Catholic. College prep. College, yes. College prep, private high school Mm -hmm. in uh, a suburb of Hartford, we'll call it. We won't even get specific. Right. Um, How many kids in the school? Maybe like 2,000? Maybe. I don't know. Less? I don't even know. I feel like it was hundreds. Yeah. Maybe six. At first I thought 600. I think it's 600. Yeah. Because they all fit in that auditorium. Yeah. And they kept saying that it went up like 50 every year or some shit. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's 600. I think it is, yeah. That's so small. But now I'm saying it's probably like 2,000 because they've upgraded. But anyway, yeah. we had 600 kids in the school. So. Yeah. So that's where we went. What 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 do you remember about it? What was that experience like for you? Um, I don't want to bring down the mood, but I just... No, no, bring I, it down. Bring it down. I was it's miserable. A... I was miserable yeah. for four years. I was yeah. always waiting for this moment to be over. Like, I can't mm-hmm. wait for this to be over. I can't wait... Like, down to the assignments, down to, mm-hmm. you know, sports, anything. I was Did always, you play sports? Yeah, I was on track and cross country. Cross country was the right. worst because I wasn't in shape when I started it. And we used to have to run, like, 25 miles a day or some crazy shit. I couldn't so, even get through a mile So <laughs> the first year. Okay, so here's the thing. This is where I show how gay I am. Track is where you run around a track. Track is cross country. Is what do you, you run do? through the woods? The <laughs> you, we, like they had us running places. I think I did this in Sixbury when the waterfall. cops came to the party when we were underage. <laughs> that was my that right. was my cross country, right. like running through the woods. That's exactly back how to your house. The woods. Oh. What the fuck? We what made you sign water. up for that? Because I why were you I like? You know what I should do. <laughs> I wanted to be in the best shape of my life, so I was like, this is the perfect way. Because, you know, you're just running. That's it. Yeah. You're lifting weights a little bit, but other than that, you just run. Are the weights in the woods? Is no, it like no, no, Survivor? You, you have to go like... find them, and the weights <laughs> are there, then you lift them? No. you. Re- I mean, lift weights, like, you know, in practice and stuff like that. But okay. for the most part, we just run. You just run, run. random places. 
up hills, rocks, And are there water. competitions where other high schools come and yeah. run random places? So we have meets and, you know, like five high schools But can come. people watch you if you're yeah. running around people, the woods? People, they wait on the side of the road and they wait for us to come. What? Yeah. We've this is a whole sport that happened. I was completely couple, oblivious um, to this. Meets at at our school. There was a couple. We had a, tra- a trail there. where we went. All I was around not the there. Floor. You would have seen it. You would have saw us. We were running past. The, I wouldn't. You'd be in the, the woods. Doors. I didn't. I was not there. <laughs> I I for sure wasn't there. Yes, all right. Well, thank you sport. for. All right. So you did. So that was awful. Yeah. Just from a physical perspective, well, or who, well, here's how the thing. A lot of high school. A lot of the things in high school prepare me for what is going on right now. So like, mm-hmm. that time I was like not in shape but I was still doing it just I was just doing my best you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so I remember that moment when I'm like on stage and I'm like mm-hmm. exhausted or tired or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like okay but you you know you can get through that so mm-hmm. you can get through this too and you just gotta keep going so mm-hmm. it, it paid off yeah but high school was the worst I don't know I just felt it like was the worst. it was like a culture shock for me especially because I came from like a all black you know middle school and then you go here and then it's like just yeah. a speckle of us you know what I'm saying and yeah. then on top of that I was gay and I was trying to like keep it a secret but people knew yeah. you know what I mean like so it was just the worst that's so the worst but we so, looked like we were having the time of our lives I mean yeah isn't that funny so I cause I'll make the best of any situation right like, that's just my that's, personality that's what to, I do too yeah so but it was like probably one of the worst times of my entire life. Right. And what's interesting, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is because we weren't really friends in high school. Mm-hmm. We weren't not friends, but we right. didn't hang out or anything. Right. But, so I was curious, like, what your experience was like. It like, was the same. Than, it was the same. <laughs> yeah. It was the same. No, I feel like we got closer when um, the senior year, I feel like everybody got closer senior year. Because we didn't really have a lot of classes together, but you were super smart. <laughs> no, I we wasn't. Had, um, I barely passed. Any were you like AP or no. something? Mm. We, I know we had a lot of science classes together. Like a lot, I remember they must have been the, like just hanging on science to science. <laughs> I barely graduated. I had mono. <laughs> I had mono all of freshman year. Really? So I was out so much oh for God. weeks and weeks at a time. Are you serious? Yep. I had no um, idea. Yep. So I barely passed. I was the worst at math. I, like, just barely got by in English. I do remember like, the classes that we were in together. You were super smart. So like, uh, you know why? You know why it seems like I'm smart? Because I ask questions. Because uh-huh. I got to get that participation grade. Because I need every and percent. Like English class, too, senior year? Probably. With, um, oh, he was the I coolest. And I used to pass out he was these gay. little tiny cheat sheets. Wait, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I don't even know if he's still alive. But he was cool. I loved him. He was a cool I guy. Love that man. Don't you think he was gay? This is for the after. We're gonna <laughs> He was fluid feeling. He had a fluid vibe. Oh, yeah, right? I, no, I just feel like he was also too progressive because he was like cool. You know, he, he was, was cool. He probably was a lot around a, like around a lot of different type of people in his yeah. lifetime. Like you could tell. Yeah. My dad went to that high school and he was there. Oh, when really? my dad was there. So like he's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was a cool dude. He was. He was a cool dude. He was. And but I yeah, we. My way through his classes. We wait. So what did you? What was your perception? So it's funny because that's the other thing is like we should share our perceptions of each other. Okay. In high school, like what did you? Because you thought I was like this smart kid in all these no, AP classes, I, well, and I was I mean, like barely we were passing. All, I feel like we all were 
like our intelligence was a little bit ahead of just like normal kids because we the pressure was just so crazy yeah, in that yeah, school yeah. like they would make yeah. you feel like you know <clears throat> especially with like going to college it's like yeah. you need to have this school and if you don't go to this school you're yeah. this and that and this yeah and it was just like they were telling us this from freshman year yeah like you had like this is going on your final record yeah. and shit like that and it was just yeah. like damn yeah and so I remember everyone just being under like so much pressure and mm-hmm. um, you know we finally let our hair down senior year because I remember we were in I think we had drama together too those are the classes we in, I remember you yeah. yeah and we were in you were in Black History Club too we participated a little bit so yeah, yeah that's what I, I mean I just thought you were you know happy-go-lucky and smart <laughs> that's good yeah. that's a good thing so. that's so funny I didn't know you were gay but a lot is of, that weird? A lot of kids did know. That's so like, I funny. got into it with a lot of people. <laughs> you must have known I was gay. I well, I can't. I wouldn't have known. I mean, right. I can. I can only go by like. I feel you know, like people I starting was very rumors gay. and stuff. Yeah, but. but like I don't know. I I don't know. It was very. So let's talk about how oppressive it was. Yeah. Because I think that this is interesting. I posted something on my Instagram about how, like, oppressive my high school experience was, Mm -hmm. and it was really bad. Yeah. And two people that uh, were on the faculty Mm -hmm. that follow me reached out, and they they disputed it. (laughs) They refuted it and said that that was not my experience. And I was like, okay. So I, like, went... Like went off on them and just was like. I don't even want you to tell me who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, just to, and it was alarming that like, I don't know. It's alarming to not give someone space for what their experience was. Like my experience with those people might have been one way, but that's just a microcosm of the overall experience. Mm -hmm. Like I was extremely depressed. I would listen to. Janet Jackson, Velvet Rope. Do you know that album? <laughs> I would listen to that every day of high school and just be so sad. Like, I was so fucking sad. Yeah. It was so it's just... Bad. Can we tell people why it was so oppressive? Because I've since, when I talk about it, I it's just my norm... It's, it was my experience, so mm-hmm. I don't think of how oppressive it is. I've learned how oppressive it is by other people's reaction to the stories that I tell about it. Right. Isn't well, that weird? I think the main thing is just the fact that it was a Catholic school. Um, there was always that element of conservativeness, even though everybody mm-hmm. else wasn't conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we had so many scandals in our school with, like, teachers sleeping with students and we people did. selling drugs and getting caught. And, yeah. you know, and it was like, well, why, when it comes to, like, being gay, that's, like, the end-all, be-all, you know? So, yeah, I just think that element of Catholicism like kind of fucked us up <laughs> yeah because we felt bad well I did I felt bad about I felt like it was a sin you know that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. teach you and yeah. you know Do you, did you feel like you had to recover from that experience when you left it like do you feel like you left it with PTSD or you just feel like it's just another like kind of like chapter the, you mean the whole high school experience or yeah um well like I said I, the, the bright side of it all was that it prepared me for whatever I was going to go through through high school. I mean, through yeah. adulthood. That's so. true. I've never looked at it that way. Yeah. So so our high school used to say, like, um, 
no same sex partners it dances they would make that announcement over the loudspeaker mm-hmm. so they'd be like you can't even really dance together at no the dances <laughs> no like heterosexual people could dance right, together. Exactly. no one could dance together. <laughs> but they were like very specific because people would have pretended to be gay to get there's like a five dollar discount or something it was just so crazy so they but the, it was also homophobic it was like right. no same-sex partners at the dances mm-hmm. Um, they had, I'm going to just go through all the things that I can remember. There was like an elite religion class that you could do senior year mm-hmm. called, I think it was called Axe or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But only mm-hmm. like the most prestigious people could be in that. Yeah. And That's I don't like know why. like if you why, wanted but... to be a nun or yeah. <laughs> a monk or something or a priest. I think I, re- like I wanted to be in it. I don't know why. Because now I'm like, I would never, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like I remember feeling like I w- I wasn't considered for it. Like it was like so weird. Um, there was a a bus. They did a bus trip to the Capitol to protest same sex marriage really? when we were in high school, but they didn't ever announce it. It was a what? secret. Yep, it was I a secret. Know that. Yeah, wow. like there's all kinds of things. School. Yeah, um, I got in a fight with a math teacher once because they were doing like blood donations, mm-hmm. and I was a virgin. I was not having sex with anyone. <laughs> but Wait, I knew the tell rule. You no, no, no. Oh. I knew the rule about like gay Game people in, not being yeah. able to donate if they're sexually active. So I was like protesting the blood drive for that. And she was like, everyone should give. I was like, well, I'm not giving. And she's like, you really should. And I was like, I can't. I and I knew that she knew what that meant as soon as I said it. And the look on her face was like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I which I was a virgin I don't even think I had kissed anyone <laughs> but I was like I'm out here taking these dicks or right, I don't know right, you know but it was right, all a lie right. but I just was like felt I felt this like <laughs> pressure it was so weird did yeah, you feel all of that like on uh, well mine was like I had different moments too like we didn't have um, black history like lessons in our curriculum at all we only had right. it during that sh- you know that show that we put on and i was right. like well why don't we have why are we skipping over this part and right um i remember i got suspended from school for you got suspended yes i got suspended for one day for um insubordination wow because um i, I was, could picture i was that. in an art class <laughs> i was in an art class yeah. and he was like he told me to leave the class or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I left, but I was like waiting outside of the door. And when yeah. he saw me, he said, yeah. I told you to go to the office. I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And so they suspended me for insubordination. Oh my God. So I was like, just those two things alone. I was like, I see I'm under like some type of little microscope here. Like I kept getting in trouble for the smallest shit. Yeah. And then somebody would be, somebody would sell drugs mm-hmm. on campus. Yeah. And nothing would happen. And I would be like, right. What? Like What? Yeah. So. So, so I felt extremely oppressed in that environment, mm-hmm. but I'm a white guy. Yeah. So, like, what did it feel like as a person of color in that environment? Because I have to think it's like what I experienced times at least two. Yeah. Because so I, was, like, I definitely felt a little ostracized by the other guys, you know. So, I was trying to like hide that element from them. But then also, there was only a few of us, so I was also trying to be their friend, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least, you know, have some type of cohesion. But I just stuck to my little... And what's crazy is I felt like I was, like, low-key popular. And I don't know how, because I didn't really have any real friends like that. (laughs) No, that's exactly... I don't have any, like... 
people that I can be like, that was my really close high school friend because yeah. I was friends with everybody, yeah. but I wasn't close to anybody. And right. I feel like you were the same because right. we both had these big personalities, but we weren't like, like getting really close to anybody. Yeah. And I was That's like, so why funny. do you want to hang with me? Like, <laughs> 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 like they really made it try to seem like I was like the life of the party. I think they voted me uh, most likely. This is what I knew. They voted me most likely to um, appear in the real world. And I was like, oh my God, that was a slap in the face. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all trying to say? Like, I'm either the angry black man or the angry black gay man. Like, what do you <laughs> so. Oh my God. I don't remember my superlatives. It was the worst. Yeah. But so if we if we have any success, it's in spite of our high school education, not because of it. Listen, that last, I feel like a senior year, we pretty much turned everything on its, you know, what they say, on its end or on its mm-hmm. side because I just felt an overwhelming feeling of happiness, maybe because it was ending mm-hmm. and I already knew something was on the horizon for me so mm-hmm. I was just like let me just be happy while yeah. I'm still with these <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah. these minions yeah um but no I just felt like a like a relief yeah. my senior year I was like I did it I was halfway successful you know and yeah. when I get out of here I'm gonna you know come into my real self right that's so, cool yeah oh high school but those scandals... We had some fucking those scandals. Scan- those scandals made me feel better about my life. Holy like, shit. Like, I think for those go- scandals. <laughs> because once I found out the shit people were doing behind the scenes, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm. this is light work compared to that. Yeah. Like, people yeah. were in some deep shit. Like, yeah. arrests and rehab and just yeah. sex. A lot of sex was going on. Yeah. Like, I wasn't having any sex. I wish I was having we sex. We weren't having any sex. The, yeah. It was everybody else was having sex. Yeah. I remember oh. I went to, like, one of those little house parties with, like, you know, one of the the kids, you know, <laughs> the popular yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is what goes on? Like, are yeah. y'all serious? Like, we are mad young, and they had, like, how, whole entire houses to yeah. themselves. Yeah, Their yeah, parents yeah. were, like, out of the country, out of the state, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're throwing pool parties, and I'm just yeah. there looking like, this is like a movie. This yeah. is like another teen movie. Literally. <laughs> right. Literally. Oh my god. I feel like I didn't crazy. go to that many of those. Yeah, like, I didn't, but when I went to that one, I was just gosh. like, this is a lot. Yeah. It it really was. Oh my gosh. Alright, well, I think that's kind of all of the things that I have to ask you about. Did you have anything else that you wanted to promote before we wrap this up? No, let's see. Boy Blues, November. In November. Where can people find it? Is um, it? It's supposed to be at some film festival. I know for sure, but I don't know where else it's going to be distributed. Okay. Otherwise. But it's on Instagram, so they can follow yeah, the, yeah. the, the movie um, account? The Instagram is B-Boy Blues, the film. Mm-hmm. Um, my album, Brian Park, finally, after all these years, is going to come out in September. Yay! I can't wait. And I'm also in a, like, a digital series called, um, well, two. One is called Ghost of Fort Greene. Um, and one is called Between Blunts and Love Songs. That one debuting in September as well, which is also about a black gay couple who find each other after breaking up. And it's pretty cool. So I'm excited. And where can people find more of you? Well, like your social ass media and stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> where can people see your news? You can see that <laughs> myonlyfans.com forward slash no. No. 
Um, they don't even need the. It's right on the Instagram. It's right on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, all my social media handles is Bryant Music, and for some reason people struggle with the spelling, so it's B R Y N T. Yes. All right. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Sean L Show, um, wherever podcasts are streaming. If you're listening on Apple, give us five stars. I think that's all the messages I have at the end. I haven't recorded one of these and in a while. Shout out so. to Loki again. I mean, they're not paying me, so we don't want to shout them out too much. I want much. to shout them out because I feel I do. I think it's. I don't even know where they're sold. It's a it's a sleek bottle. Though. It is. It's cute. Can yeah. All right. Um, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye bye.